Hello, and welcome to On a Mission Podcast, where we aim to inspire and educate through sharing stories and experiences in the real estate industry. It's hosted by Dina Frank, a licensed realtor in the state of Minnesota at Remax Results, a Good Life Group, and Kelly Tanky, loan originator, NMLS 1599804 at Summit Mortgage Corporation, NMLS 1041. We started this podcast so we could share real stories from real people on their experiences in the real estate industry and break down barriers. We hope that by sharing these stories and experiences, it helps you feel more confident and comfortable when it comes to buying or selling. If you find this information helpful, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. And as always, enjoy. And now let's get to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of On a Mission Podcast. I'm Dina Frank. I'm Kelly Tanky. And today we are doing a market update, which we'll back again, have, back again. again. We'll have a couple months to discuss. Before we do that, Kelly, what's new with you? Oh, well, today is my birthday, and I think that it's okay to share the news now. We are pregnant. I am pregnant <laughs> and expecting a baby girl. Very interestingly enough, when I thought I was finding out about being pregnant, it turns out that I was a month further along at that point. <laughs> you know what? You've so, got an extra belt, uh, an extra month under your belt. Thank goodness. Yeah. And the first trimester, like I would say the last, let's see four weeks of my first trimester were pretty rough, (laughs) really rough. So I am very thankful to be um, swinging the corner into my second, well, I'm officially in my second trimester now. Um, And we just closed on our new property. Well, I guess I might've shared that the last go around, but we're, we're, we're getting pretty settled in and it's very nice to be at that point where you're like not living out of boxes or suitcases. So a lot of fun, a lot of fun stuff that's happening, but that's the latest and greatest. How about for you, Dina? I love it. First of all, happy birthday. And second of all, congratulations. I'm so excited to meet baby girl Kirk and just everything that that entails. So that's really exciting. Um, for me, <laughs> for me, you know, don't have a ton like of craziness going on. Um, just kind of getting back into, I'm really looking forward to, um, you know, and I'm sure we'll talk about it, but this like little bit of a slowdown, um, because I yes. have had a lot of stuff on the back burner that just with the market where it was at, it was just, I felt like I was being pulled in a lot of directions. And so I'm going to, I'm going to be working on some stuff for the team and myself um, to set me up for long-term success. So looking forward to that in the next, you know, probably until the end of the year. Um, And then I did tell you this morning, but I'll share it here as well. Um, for those of you that remember, we had um, an e-designer, uh, Deidre Wigman, on. That was, I think, in the spring, maybe? Like, maybe March? Yeah. Something like that. Time flies when you're having fun. <laughs> right? 
And um, I just hired her to help me finish my office. Um, as we post these videos Yay. on YouTube, which we are working on getting up and running, um, you can see like my office is kind of a hodgepodge. Like I have some things, um, but I just don't have it like designed the way I want it to. And while I probably could do it or, you know, have one of my friends help me, I just really wanted somebody that I trust to pick out and curate items for me. So um, she should be providing those design concepts or ideas, you know, in the next, I think, three or four weeks, she said. And so hopefully I will have a beautiful office soon. That's so exciting. That is Very excited. incredibly exciting. And Deidre is damn good at what she does. Yes. So yes. it'll be, it'll be really fun to see, um, the end product and how all of it turns out. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. So with Very cool. that, shall we dig into what is happening in this market? Yeah, I let's go ahead and do that. I do just want to say, because um, Dina and I did get the opportunity to see one another earlier today um, for an event that was held at the Hutton House. It was um, it was hosted and put on by the All American Dream podcast through All American Title. Um, they were the hosts, and it was about maintaining your groove in a shifting market. And so I think at some point, you're probably going to hear us reference um, conversations that we heard during that um, time from a couple of the panelists that were on there. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and dive in. It was almost almost perfect timing to go to an event like that, hear from some of the top producers in our particular market, um, but just know also that we like we are staying on top of all of the shifting trends that are happening um, and the importance of the statistics. Right. So I, I remind me, it was David Arbit. 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 Yep. I was darn close. Arbit, um, who is a, a researcher with MAR, um, Minneapolis Association of Realtors, shared some really fun statistics. Um, and that's something that we enjoy doing when we share the market updates as well. Uh, we do a lot of referencing for statistics. So why don't you go ahead and take it away, Dina? Yeah, I'll just take off that, piggyback off of that real quick. So um, David Arbit did present and just as like a reference, because I think this is something that is really great. And I think not just myself, but our team, we really pride ourselves on being um, in the data and not just kind of like, of course, we have the emotional side of the buying and selling process. And we understand that. But something that our team really does a very good job at in general, and especially like, you know, I'm a data nerd as well, um, is diving into that data and really understanding it and really kind of interpreting it so that we can share that with our listeners, with our clients so that, you know, yeah. what does it mean for you, right? Like, what does this data mean for you as a buyer or seller? So um, we, you know, we were kind of talking about it after, after the presentation. Um, it was interesting because at one point, David Arbit was like, how many of you use, you know, this tool and the tool is yeah. Sparks. And um, yep. I'm in there probably three or four or five times a week, just depending on like what I've got going on. 
Um, mm-hmm. But there were several people who did not raise their hand, who don't use it as a tool. And that was kind of surprising to me. And I think that is really, you know, we talk about this shift on a larger level in the overall industry. And I think you're going to see, you know, agents and loan officers who aren't utilizing data and who aren't understanding the statistics. Um, they are going to have a tougher time retaining clients and really building that trust with clients because at the end of the day, we know that buyers and sellers do have a lot of data, a lot of information at your fingertips, right? Like you can always totally. go on Zillow, figure out how much you think your house is worth. You know, you yeah. can put the search on there if you're a buyer, but really what us as professionals need to be doing is getting out in front of it and not only looking at the data, but understanding what it truly means. So I'm yeah. excited that we were able to attend today. And obviously mm-hmm. now we're talking about it on the podcast. So just know for all the listeners out there, like, obviously this is something we've been doing for a very long time um, and consistently. So yeah, we're just happy to share what we learned with you. So well, and numbers don't lie, right? Like exactly. they really don't. Exactly. <laughs> So let's get into it. So in the past couple of months, obviously, you know, things have shifted, things have changed. We've got the feds raising the rate. We've got interest rates on mortgages going up. We've seen, you know, continued lack of inventory. Um, You know, some buyers are exiting the market because of the increase in prices and, you know, still not having many options. So what does that mean from a data perspective? Well, In August, the median sales price in the Twin Cities area was up to $355,000, which is an increase of 7.6% year over year. Um, The average sales price is $413,761, which is an increase of 7.9%. And that was in August. Um, Let me go back to July because... We didn't actually have a July update because we had Logan Morishami on, which he's another fabulous data nerd. Um, But in July... Yes, um, he is. Yes. In July, um, the average sales price was $411,883. So we did see an increase of about $2,000 from July to August. And then the median sales price in July was 352,241. So we did see another about $3,000 increase. So it has continued to tick up. And that was kind of one of the points that was made today. You know, yes, the Minnesota and the Minneapolis Twin Cities market has seen what we have seen the increase in prices similar to the rest of the United States but we have not seen it as big of a discrepancy, right? Like on the Mm -hmm. coast there in Texas and, you know, some of these larger markets, they've seen increases of 40, 50%. And in Minneapolis and Minnesota, we're at about 30 to 35%. So even though we have seen appreciation go up very quickly, um, we're still a little bit protected from some of the like out from some of the larger markets. So yes. there's still a lot of opportunity in this area. So don't let that deter you. Um, you know, there, there's still great opportunity. Um, as yeah. far as months, as far as month supply, um, it's not reflecting in the data quite yet. Um, but it's been consistent over the summer. We've got one point three percent. 
1.3 months supply in July and 1.3 months supply in August. Um, okay. And I think we will start seeing that tick up because um, we do have, we're seeing a little bit more inventory, but we're also seeing a little less demand. So overall, um, purchase agreements and pending properties are down. So we're going to start to see, you know, some of that inventory hit. It's not going to sell in the first day. It's not going to sell in the first weekend, right? So we're going to have a little bit of a loosening in the market. Um, as far as days on market goes, July did have a tick up one one additional day um, up to 12, and it stayed consistent in August at 12. Um as far as average days on market, uh, July held steady from June at 27, but we did have a tick up in August at 28. So still a relatively fast market that I think we're all anticipating to see, you know, slowly climb up. And as far as the data goes, I think that's all I'll touch on um, for right now, because I do want to kind of talk about like, you know, something we talk about a lot is expectation setting and like, what does this data mean for both buyers and sellers? And so one of the things they talked about today was COVID really fueled this market of a want to move because people were working from home. So they had flexibility. They didn't have to worry about their commute. They needed an additional office space. Maybe they were, mm -hmm. you know, their kids were home. They needed a space to homeschool their kids or do in, you know, at home learning. Um, and so it, that's what really fueled a lot of this acceleration in the market is people wanted to move. Maybe they didn't, mm -hmm. it wasn't only need to move people and what it's shifting back to and what, you know, we talked about today is that it really is going back to a need to move basis. Yeah. Um, we're seeing people who, yeah, maybe, they'd like a little bit more space or maybe they'd like to downsize, but the financials aren't really there or the logistics aren't really there. Um, they just aren't entering the market. So it's well, or they've got it or they had refinanced and it, right. they're like, they're sitting on anywhere from two and a half up to three and a half percent interest rate, 3.75 rate and going, why? But why? Like, why would I, why would I make that transition when, you know, the, the opportunity for maybe putting more into my home might be there? Exactly. So that is, yeah, that is a great point. Thank you for adding that, Kelly. Um, and, you know, and, and at the end of the day, like for sellers, if you, if you need to move, like if you're relocating for work or you are getting married or you are having a baby or you are you know, getting divorced or there was a death in the family, like there are still reasons why people need to move. And so if you're a seller, um, you know, the market is still, you know, 1.2, 1.3, 1.4 months of supply. That's still a strong seller's market. And yeah. the expectation just needs to be there of, you know, yeah, maybe you don't sell your property in one day, but there will still be a buyer for your property. So yeah, I just kind of want to like set that expectation. And those are all things that I've been talking to my sellers about. Like you just have to have a little bit more patience. Um, but there are still buyers out there. And for buyers yes. on the buy side, and I know you'll talk about this, Kelly. Um, and it, this was also mentioned today. You know, if you were a buyer, especially first time home buyers where maybe you don't have a 20% down payment, 
or maybe you, you know, need down payment assistance, something like that. Like you're not a cash super, you know, attractive buyer from the perspective of how much cash you have in the bank. Um, this is a real opportunity for you because mm-hmm. you can buy a house. Yeah. Maybe interest rates aren't as low as they once were, but once you have a house, once interest rates do come back down, you can refinance. You can't refinance yes. on a property you don't own. And I think that's yep. really the biggest opportunity for buyers right now. I know there's a lot of people, I know, I'm sure you've heard it, Kelly. I know I've heard it several times over, you know, buyers saying, oh, we'll just wait for the market to adjust. Well, then that's going to fuel more competition because there's a lot of people who are doing that. And that's just going to bring prices back up. So yeah. now, especially for first time home buyers or, you know, for a move up buyer where you're maybe contingent on the sale of your property, where you weren't able to even compete in the market three, four five, six months ago, now is a really good opportunity to utilize yeah. the, um, the softer market to make your move. So yeah, um, just... Yeah, just some food for thought. And just I wanted to kind of explain like, you know, what do these data metrics mean as far as like the reality of being a buyer and seller? And yeah, that's all I've got. So Kelly, do you want to take it away on your side? Sure, I'm happy to. And um, I I just want to um, briefly piggyback off of that. First of all, beautifully stated and said, um, the only thing that I really want to add is um, in addition to like trying to quote unquote time the market. And this is promise, promise, promise. This is not us trying to incentivize people or lure people into making a decision that otherwise might be pretty detrimental to their finances, right? Really the biggest thing is, and and this is something that both Dina and I heavily agree on is that if it makes sense in your budget, there's no better timing than now, really. Because if you think back, and this is um, Lisa Wells was one of the um, people on the on the panel, and she's been in the industry for 20 some plus years, 25 almost. I think she said, yeah. And on the mortgage side, and she had referenced having a conversation with, you know, in this very circumstance, a buyer of hers who's like, yeah, I'm just going to wait for interest rates to, or no, no, they were, they were saying um, that they wish that they would have purchased, you know, last year when rates were in the threes. And she goes, no, you don't. No, you don't. Actually, you're doing this at the perfect time. Because if you had been doing it at that point, yes, the interest rates would have been lower, but your down payment assistance financing would not have even been considered. And it is considered now. Like I've, I have gotten down payment assistance um, loans accepted in the last couple of weeks, a couple of months, given the way that the market has been trending. FHA was another um, loan product where when you're putting in an offer and it's up against a conventional, you didn't have a chance. You didn't have a fighting chance at all. And now you're starting to see more and more of those being accepted. So the time there is no better timing than now when it's fitting in your budget and unless you're up against like a huge time crunch like gosh i got to be out of my place um out of my rental by you know say december and you've got to put in a 60 day notice 
and you're really like, it's crunch time, right? And you're not finding something. Okay, well, it might be time to hit the brakes, right? But if you've got flexibility in your timeline and you can go month to month and it works in your budget and it's still working in your budget, even with the way that rates have been so volatile and have continued to increase, which we'll talk about here in just a moment. I I think trying to time the market versus just time it when it's best in your life is really the best viewpoint that we can give you. So exactly. All right. So I do want to start off and it's interesting, interesting enough, the timing of our market update that it is the same week that the feds are meeting. And this is likely of no surprise to anybody, but we are likely once they meet, so they're meeting today and tomorrow with the announcement coming out mid-afternoon tomorrow. Um, and we're going to see a 75 basis point hike, no matter what. Like we already knew that this was the case. And how many times has this happened already right. <laughs> in the past year? Like, you know, I think this will be the- three, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we're I think this is at least three, if not four times that this has already happened. And so why are the feds doing this? I think it's important to um, help our listeners understand. They really were in a in a position right now with our economy that inflation has been running so high. And if you guys recall me stating and sharing this, inflation is truly the arch enemy of mortgage bonds. So when inflation is running so high like this, it's usually it's an opposite effect and vice versa, right? So as we start to see inflation go high, so do the mortgage rates. As we start to see inflation come down, we will start to see mortgage rates come down. What are the feds trying to do right now by hiking up the Fed fund rate, which is different than mortgage rates? What they're trying to do there is battle that inflation, battle people from going out and buying and consuming more and more and more. And it's hitting families hard. It really is. Um, The last Fed meeting when Jerome Powell got up and spoke, he was pretty adamant like they were going to continue to do this and it was going to be at the detriment of some families. Unfortunately, a lot of families were going to feel the pain of what the feds were doing with the Fed fund rate and increasing of that and the basis points increasing. So um, this is all to prepare. It's not to scare. Prepare, don't like, don't get scared. Um, <laughs> David had a couple of really cute, like onesie twosie off quotes there. It was really fun. Yeah, <laughs> but- I just wanna add to that because I think he also made a good point and this really ties into like what, like this is the only thing the Fed can do, right? Because they yeah. can't, they can't go out and create supply of something all the Fed can do is squash demand. And yep. the way they can do that is by raising the federal interest rate. So yeah. I think that was a really good point. And it kind of put it into perspective of me. For me, it's like, that's so true. Like they can't go out and produce oil. They can't go out and unlock, you know, ship jams. Like yeah. all they can do is try to bring down demand and they do yeah. that through interest rates. Yep. Yep. Spot on. So um, just to continue with this. So traditionally, the market bonds react negatively before the feds meet. So um, in preparation leading up to the meeting today and um, the news tomorrow, we have like our opening, um, like when the 
market has opened each day this week. It's been atrocious. It really has been. Um, I quoted for a, a buyer of mine, a 6.875 interest rate, and they are, they're a healthy, healthy buyer. Like they've got an incredible credit score coming in. Their variables are great. Good credit score, robust down payment. Yeah. And they are, they're getting squashed with a 6.875 interest rate. And so they're not locked into that. They're still out shopping. Um, and so it's, you know, but that's the reality of the situation. And in a moment here, I'll share um, where rates are as of current. And typically in these last few months for our market update, I've been referencing Freddie Mac. I still will do that, but I have found a, a little bit better source that's more up to date, um, Mortgage News Daily. So yeah, let's let's hop into <laughs> where rates are sitting um, as of current. And this is last updated today, the 20th. So for a 30-year fixed, we're sitting at about 6.47%, a 15-year 5.78%. Jumbos um, usually are going to have a little bit better. There's incentive um, for jumbo. And to, to add on to that, the conventional conforming limits just change. They usually, usually, this is the time frame that they, they come out with the news, but investors don't usually start to um, allow locks for those new loan limits until January. Mm -hmm. There are some lenders. We do have some investors too in our portfolio that are allowing us to do that, but there are some um, overlays with it that can be a little bit cumbersome at time of closing and after. So, um, and new is 715. Yes. I believe. I actually need to double check that. <laughs> Hold on. That's so. what I've been seeing. <laughs> uh, 2023, not 2022. Good God. 715, Kellyanne. It was previously 647 too. Okay. So jumping back. Anyways, jumbo 30-year, 5.75%. I didn't finish out saying what that rate was. Um, adjustable rate mortgages um, are sitting for a 5-1 arm. Um, we had talked momentarily about adjustable rate mortgages, this mm -hmm. specific product making its trend back in um, as an incentive to get a lower interest rate. Um, but you may be a little shocked to hear what the rate is sitting at right now for a 5-1 arm, which is 6.15%. So, <laughs> so not really. there's not really that much incentive. 30-year um, FHA, 6.15. 30-year VA, 6.18. Now, I did say that I would reference um, Freddie Mac. Um, and this is lagging as of the week of 9.15. Um, um, the 30-year was sitting at 6.02%. Oh. 15-year uh, was sitting at 5.21%. Um, these do have uh, points to them, oh. by the way. So... On the other one, it doesn't show if there are points on there. So I'll look into that a little bit more for our next update. Um, and then on a 5-1 arm as of last week, 4.93%. So you can see what rates have done over the last... That's a pretty <laughs> big jump. It is. It really days. is. 
But I will say to follow what I was saying about traditionally market, um, the bonds react negatively before the feds meet, which they have in this case. But afterwards, we usually see the start to calm down after um, those meeting minutes come out. So let's see if we have a similar pattern after um, they speak tomorrow mid-afternoon. Okay. Purchase applications as of September 20th, um, Mortgage Bankers Association, this is another um, huge resource that I tap into, Builder Application Survey data for August shows mortgage applications for new home purchases decreased 12.1%. Um, I do just want to double check because I think I had a little, I'm sorry, 10.1%. I added, I had a little bit of a fat finger there, 10.1% compared to a year ago. Um, compared to July, though, of this year, applications increased oh. by 17%. So this change doesn't include any adjustments for um, typical season patterns. So um, new home purchase applications were down year over year, but rebounded in August after four consecutive months of declines, despite higher mortgage rates, um, declining home builder sentiment and looming economic uncertainty. The average loan size decreased for the fourth straight month, which is a sign of slowing home price growth in the new homes market, said Joel Kahn, MBA's Associate Vice President of Economic and Industry Forecasting. Um, ongoing vo 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 volatility in, wow, I cannot speak. Ongoing volatility in mortgage rates in the months ahead may lead to, to larger swings than is typical in pace of new home sales. Between moderating sales prices and volatile mortgage rates, buyers seem to be bidding their time. Um, I had a heck of a time trying to find it, find refinance applications, but all that I kept reading was they've all but depleted basically. <laughs> so it's just They're all done interesting. Now. I actually, um, I had my, one of my financial advisors that I work pretty closely with refer to me as somebody who was looking to, um, possibly do a cash out refinance. Oh, and Interesting enough, their rate was pretty high and it was an adjustable one. So they were sitting at like 8%. And this is from a while back. Yeah. So they could get a better interest rate. But I was like, somebody wants to refinance? <laughs> like, what the heck? So, so all unusual. right. I know. Very, very unusual. So um, all right. Let's dive in a little bit more into our reports. So CPI, Consumer Price Index Report, which measures inflation at the consumer level. Um, we saw unchanged levels in July. As of August, it had ticked to 0.1%. So can you hear them? The dogs? A little bit. Can you hear the them talking? No. Oh my God. <laughs> Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay. So in August, we we did see that um, go up by 0.1%. And I don't necessarily know if it's up necessarily. Um, it is, it had changed, but in a positive way, but not enough for the feds to go. It's It just isn't moving the way that they want it to move. Hence the reason they are meeting, right? And yes planning to adjust the Fed fund rate by 75 basis points. <laughs> we haven't seen 
that sort of um, hike with the Fed fund rate in a very, very, very long time. And as we mentioned before, this is, has already happened at least a couple times this year alone. That is because inflation has literally gone so out of control. And between us and everyone who's listening, um, the Feds, while they're really doing their best, and we do keep a really close eye on them, they just really haven't, they've been behind on the times. And like now it's they're trying to catch up with all of that yeah. when really a lot of this stuff should have been happening shortly after we found out that things could have been slowing with COVID. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. All right. Jobless claims statewide. So we are sitting um, for the month of July um, from June to July. So June, which was the last, um, one that we had talked through was sitting at 1.8%. July, unchanged at 1.8%. August of this year for Minnesota went up just slightly by 1.9 to 1.9. Interesting. Still, yeah. Um, Reflecting back to, let's see here, January of this year, um, our unemployment rate was at 2.9%. January of 2021, 4.2%. Um, and I couldn't get the full like snippet from back in 2020, but at one point we were sitting at 10, like a little over 10%, probably mid-year 2020. Yeah. I think that was probably April, May timeframe. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds right. All right. Yeah. So nationwide, um, so June, we saw it at 3.6. It ticked down in the month of July to 3.5% unemployment, back up slightly in August to 3.7. Oh. All right, last, last, one of the last things that I want to talk through is the housing market index. Um, when I gave this last update, or um, let's see, the biller sentiment was sitting at 69. Yes. Um, so September NAB home builder sentiment survey fell three points. Really? Um, to 46, <laughs> which was just beneath estimates of 47. Um, present conditions fell three points to 54, while the future outlook was down by one point to 46. Um, buyer traffic fell another point to 31, which is in um, deep contraction as 50 is the break, break even point. Right. Um, uh, incentives appear to be back. More than half of the builders used incentives to bolster sales, including mortgage rate buy downs, um, which might not be the greatest idea considering rates are probably, we're, we're looking at rates probably ticking back down. Yeah. And it being very much like incentivizing enough to refinance um, free amenities and price reductions. Roughly 24% of builders reported reducing home prices up from 19% last month. Yeah, I signed, I had a new construction contract get signed this weekend and the builder was giving um, a free upgrade on all of their appliances. So, and that included refrigerator, range, microwave, dishwasher, washer, and dryer, which I haven't seen that be included in a while. And then they also had an incentive for the lot premium. They were offering 50% off 
Wow. <clears throat> so there was a lot of incentive um, to mm-hmm. the buyer, which was nice to see because for a little while there, it was just like, there's, you know, you sign today, you might not even get the house because there was multiple offers happening um, and yeah. builders were really controlling the market, but now things are opening up in that new construction realm. And I've, I felt mm-hmm. that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So that is all that I have to share for awesome. this, this month's two month market update, basically. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. I mean, I think this is, you know, and this is the really cool thing of us doing these every single month is we can really track the differences throughout. Yeah. So it's not just, you know, this one blip in time, it's like, literally, we can go back, you know, two, three years and see what was happening in the market then. And like, yep. you know, what the differences are. So yeah, yep. awesome. fair enough. It makes me think almost that um, even if it is typically, if we've got a guest on typically for that week, we should still try to do a market update. Yeah, we should. <laughs> we'll do that in the future. <laughs> Sounds good. Anything else that you want to add, Dina? No, I don't think so. All right, cool. Well, thanks for tuning in with us, everybody. We hope that you enjoyed our market update for July and August, and we will chat with you next week. Thanks for listening to On a Mission, where our goal is to educate and inspire. If you loved this episode, it would mean the world to us to help spread the message. It takes 30 seconds to rate and review, then share this episode with your friends. Let's spread the love. Until the next episode, cheers to your mission.